You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm happy to have you back. I think this is going to be a relatively quick one here. Um, we're going to, I'm going to go over a few office-related items first before we dig into the normal update that we do, uh, and then we'll end it off right there. Um, the some of the things that I, the financial planning items that I like to follow, uh, kind of in the second half of these podcasts with. We're going to skip for the week, uh, but that's because we have some some things to talk about uh, first really has to do with our office. If you're a client of ours, you know that we've had a lot of uh, advisors and even some staff working from home. With all of this coronavirus stuff, our office is an essential business, according to California, which is great because we're able to stay open. Uh, but we also want to respect our clients' health, and we want to respect our the health of our staff. And so We've had a lot of people working from home lately because for the people who can't work from home, we want them to be able to work in a safe environment. And um, we've it was slowly, depending on what's been going on in the state, been reop- kind of reopening the office a bit and then kind of pulling back a bit. Uh, but here in September, uh, we have gone from not having clients in the office really to being able to schedule clients for in-person meetings again. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have every all everybody kind of traipsing into the office and having their annual reviews. If something can be done over a web meeting or in a phone call, we're going to continue to take that avenue. So routine meetings and check-ins and those kinds of things can be done. And, and frankly, a lot of clients now I think even prefer web meetings. Now, there's nothing that can take the place of shaking hands and sitting down and having a cup of coffee and looking each other in the eye and talking about our plans, your plans for the future and your financial plans for the future and what's going on with the investments and you know what does the election have to do with my portfolio and those kinds of things. We still like to talk about that in person. I, for one, much prefer meeting face-to-face and, and catching up and talking with you. But there are some efficiencies that come with doing things online. And as some, some clients have tried this, they have found that it's really nice. It's convenient. It's maybe not quite as personal, but it is, it is convenient. And we can really highlight some, some things together when I'm sharing my screen or when other advisors are sharing their screen with the clients that they, they feel as though uh, they get maybe even a better understanding than the normal pen and paper stuff that we do when we're sitting down together. So we are back, able to meet. We're, our efforts here right now are on an as-needed basis. So if there's an emergency or if there's something that needs a wet signature like a notary, we're still able to do that. We're back to doing that. Um, but our more routine stuff will still be done from a distance, if you will. So speaking of online stuff, we are doing another webinar here at the end of September. It's going to be uh, this it's going to be focused on saving for college and the different kinds of accounts and kinds of vehicles that you might employ to help save for your students' future. This is a webinar on September 30th at noon Pacific. 
Uh, we've been doing these webinars for a few months now. Uh, we did a mid-year outlook. We talked about um, the JP Morgan guide for the markets a little while back. Uh, last one was in, with Invesco talking about the election, and that proved to be pretty popular, as you might imagine. Uh, and so Right now, we're going to talk, or for the September, uh, we're going to talk about how you might go about saving for college and what kinds of plans, like a Coverdell ESA or a 529 plan. Uh, we'll get deeper into it. Uh, but if you look in the show notes that I'll post along with this podcast episode, I will include a link to our Zoom registration page where you can click and go online, put in your information, and register for the September 30th client uh, education webinar uh, having to do with saving for college and planning for college. And so I think you'll find it really useful. This is always worth a check-in. Um, even, even though we're doing distance learning and some colleges may not even open for in-person learning at all for this educational calendar year, um, I don't see any tuitions being discounted or rebated to, despite the fact that we're doing things digitally. So uh, we still need to save for school, and it's an important part of a person's, especially a parent's financial plan, is to plan for their kids as well. So student loans don't need to become part of the equation, not just for the student, but for the parent also down the road. So we'll talk more about that, but I encourage you to check back with us on September 30th, register for the webinar. You can find it on our Facebook page. Um, we will have an event section on our webpage, FordFG.com, and I'd really encourage you to, uh, to join us for that. I think it'll be good. One last quick item before we get into kind of the market-related update. Um, I want to talk quickly about uh, the fires going on here in California and up and down the West. Uh, we are in Fresno, California, and many of us live in Clovis or Fryant or other kind of related municipalities around Fresno. But in our office and for many of our clients, we've been affected by the Creek Fire. Uh, it's one of the 10 largest fires in the history of California. And, it, and we have had lots of clients and frankly, even staff places in the Shaver Lake and Huntington Lake and Big Creek areas affected by this fire. Now, thankfully, I haven't heard any reports of anybody's places actually burning down, although we do know of you know friends of friends and acquaintances and people who have had their places destroyed. But we're thinking about those, uh, and Ford Financial Group is thinking about those who have been affected by the fires here all along, the, all in the West, but more specifically closer to home for us with the Creek Fire. And we want to make sure um, that if you are affected by the Creek Fire and there is something that we can do to help you, um, please get a hold of us. You can call us at 559-449-8690. Um, I'd love to be able to, to help you and to chat because oftentimes what comes with fire-related stuff is financial-related stuff. And so this isn't, a, this isn't a pitch to try and become someone's financial advisor here, but we have been all directly impacted by this Creek Fire, and we want to be able to do our part as members of this community to help out. Let's move on to some market news stuff. That's probably why you're here, is to chat about markets and investing. Um, stocks opened lower. We're recording this at, after the close on Thursday. Uh, and stocks opened Thursday lower, but they are still lower. They closed lower again today as kind of some um, fallout continues, I guess you could say, uh, after the Federal Reserve announcement Wednesday. Um, markets got a dovish Federal Reserve from the statement, but markets are seeming to want more, which is dampening some enthusiasm for traders. Um, as we look over the last 
Over the last week, markets are down over the last five days. And really, it's not just the last five days, but the last 10 days here as we as we look at the indices, things are down. And so the NASDAQ obviously is the one that's been affected the most. Uh, but as after today's closed, all of the major indices are actually down over the last month from August 17th to, to September 17th with the Dow being down a tenth of a percent, S&P 500 down about a half of a percent, the NASDAQ down about three quarters of a percent, and really the Russell 2000 uh, is down more than 2% over the last month. And so kind of true to form, September has been pretty difficult. In fact, uh, the NASDAQ really kind of peaked on, along with the other indices really on September 2nd, and it's kind of been a bumpy ride downhill from there. So we still have a ways to go for the, before the election, but markets are, have been down here very recently, and it's something we're continuing to watch. Like usual, let's check in on on jobs. There's been some strong improvement in continuing jobless claims. Uh, Filing for initial jobless claims came in near expectations at 860,000 for the week ending September 2nd, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, which is down 33,000 from the upwardly revised 893,000 the week prior. Better news actually came from continuing claims, which improved by more than 900,000 to 12. 0.6 0.6 million, which handily beats uh, the Bloomberg consensus forecast of 13 million. So, with claims currently above pre pandemic record highs, the job recovery still has a ways to go. It's not going to get any easier, as I said last week, as the stimulus fades, but improving continuing claims provides some reassurance that we've got some progress here on this jobs front. Let's talk a little bit about the Federal Reserve. Also, this week, the Fed upgraded its economic views, but still sees some risks. Uh, new economic forecasts released on Wednesday uh, at the conclusion of the Fed's two-day policy meeting saw a substantial upgrade in economic expectations. The median 2020 GDP forecast was lifted from negative 6.5% to negative 3.7%, although forecasts for 2021 and 2022 lost some ground. But at the same time, the Fed continued to highlight ongoing downside risks from the pandemic. So, And even during his press conference, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell emphasized the role of fiscal policy in maintaining the recovery as Congress remains at an impasse that might last even until 2021. So even though we have an upgrade in economic expectations, the highlights really came after the fact, after those projections with the Federal Reserve highlighting risks uh, going forward. A big part of the, what the Fed does is control the Fed fund rate, and that's what we often view as a measure of where interest rates are headed. Uh, and I think we can expect lower for even longer from interest rates. Um, some of the impact of the Fed's update to its policy framework announced in August appeared in the outcome of its latest policy meeting that I just mentioned. Meeting participants' median forecast of its first rate hike was pushed out a full year from its last set of forecasts to 2023, which is actually the latest option available, despite these economic improved economic forecasts. The median forecast for the longer run rate held at 2.5%. But it'll be a while before we actually get there. In the last cycle, the first hike didn't take place until a full seven years after rates hit zero. And under the new guidance, the hike might be even delayed further um, because of how the Federal Reserve is dealing with their inflation targets. So it certainly seems like the Fed is has a consensus that is going to be a very long time before they raise raise rates. 
Let's finish up here with a little bit of COVID-19 news. On Wednesday, new cases in the United States rose 29% week over week, while the seven-day average remains 4.7 above the prior week's level, according to the COVID tracking project. So that's not great news, obviously, but there is a little bit of silver lining here in that hospitalizations declined 26% after weekly increases each day this week, which is actually an encouraging sign. Moderna expects to know by October if its vaccine works, and global COVID-19 cases will likely reach 30 million this week, while the death toll tragically nears 1 million. So that's all I have for you this week. Some office updates that we began with and then our our regular market update. Um, We'll keep an eye on things, of course. And if you have questions, you can always find us at FordFG.com. And on the website, there will be more information about the upcoming webinar relating to college savings. uh, And we can answer questions and you can reach reach us through there. Um, I would say also find us on our Facebook page. We often update our Facebook page with recent relevant blog posts, uh, episodes of our podcast, podcast and other kind of related timely topics that can um, help you with your financial planning and investment kind of decisions that you're making. And if you need help from an advisor and want to help from a professional that does this, I would say give us a call or email us at info at FordFG.com. So with that, thanks for listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.